these days, people just want to actually hear somebody really telling a true story that, that, that's come from a place of the heart, let's say, rather than authenticity. When we um, are getting clients to write website copy, they sort of go into year 12 essay mode and they start writing these you know, long words and strange sentence structure. But if I ask you about your business face to face, you're going to get a much more honest and sort of, you know, yeah, you know, I'm really passionate about this. We've been doing it since da 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 da. And that sort of tone, I think, is going to resonate better with your customers than trying to write something that sounds like, you know, marketing speak, which is sort of, I think, how people think they need to get their message out. Whereas face to face, they're probably doing a really great job of, of selling themselves. Welcome to episode 177 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. This week's episode is ideal for anyone wanting to learn about small business digital marketing. As a business owner delivering content marketing and training services, I understand the incredible value in sharing the experience and knowledge of other business owners in this field. Sam Davies is the founder of Digital Noir. He's the Humans Aren't Robots podcast host and a self-confessed barbecue enthusiast. Coming from a background in design and web development, he started his first marketing business in the UK. When he returned to Adelaide, he decided it was time to put more of his own personality into his business. And that's when Digital Noir was born. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Sam reflects on what it means to be sincere with your business messaging in today's digital world. We compare podcasting journeys and break down the content creation to distribution process, whilst also sharing a wide range of small business digital marketing tips. This is Sam's version of Be The Drop. Are you considering starting a podcast? At Narrative Marketing, we deliver a full range of podcast production options. Or if you'd like help getting started to produce your own content, we also deliver podcast training programs. Hit the link in the show notes for more details. Welcome to Be The Drop, Sam. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about this interview and, and it does feel like we sort of are a little bit of a reflection of each other. We, we both are in, have a marketing agency or a creative agency of some respect and we've both been podcasting for, for a couple of years. And we, we seem to have kind of similar interests around the things we focus on in some of the guests that we talk to. Yeah, I feel like we've had crossover we've with had guests we've crossovers. talked over. So it's, it's about time we crossed over each other. We've hey? been trying to make it happen for a while. I know, I feel like over a year. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it has been over a year, literally. Um, so Be The Drop is, is your podcast. That's right. And the thing that – so we've just renamed our podcast to – I know. This, is, like this was one of my questions. Mm. So why? What was the whole big piece behind changing it? Sure. So um, – Because isn't, isn't it obvious that humans aren't robots? <laughs> why? M- yeah. Maybe, maybe not. So it's, it's funny. It's uh, – Mostly came through sort of marketing stuff. So we, we like to, and I think it's similar to you know, how you talk about storytelling, right? Um, it's um, you know, not treating people just like numbers and, and actually connecting on that human level. I think this, the times we live in at the moment, we're so surrounded by tech and, and, I, and I like in these conversations to, yeah, just to be able to break away from that and actually connect. So for you then in, in the marketing landscape, what is it that you think does really resonate with people? How is it that you build connection? I think just doing 
doing you as a as a business or as a brand or as a product, whatever it is. But you know, and you talk about it a lot through all of your conversations you've had. But you know, warts and all, and embracing you know the I suppose the full three hundred and sixty degrees of what it is to be to be a brand or a company. And these days, people just want to actually hear somebody really telling a true story that that that's come from a place of the heart let's say rather than authenticity I know and look it's marketers we're terrible and I feel like as marketers we're allowed to say this but we ruin words like authenticity authentic and genuine and I really do try to do jargon free but I I I catch myself you know we sincerity is maybe a nice way because when when we um, are getting clients to write website copy they sort of go into year 12 essay mode and they start writing these you know long words and strange sentence structure but if I ask you about your business face to face you know, you're going to get a much more honest and sort of, you know, yeah, you know, I'm really passionate about this. We've been doing it since da 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 da, and that sort of tone, I think, is going to resonate better with your customers than trying to write something that sounds like, you know, marketing speak, which is sort of, I think, how people think they need to get their message out. Whereas face to face, they're probably doing a really great job of, of selling themselves. I, I I get it because even in my personal journey, when I started my business narrative marketing, that was about six years ago, and I was like, oh, so I have to have some corporate branding, and I, you know, I needed to be in the professional world, and and then there's me, and I'm not, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm very serious about delivering good work, but I'm loud and fun and energetic, so that didn't come through in my branding, and so after a few years of having that branding, I just let that go, and I was like, you know what, I believe in storytelling and the superpower of it, and you know, it can change the world, like you know, and I believe this like wholeheartedly, it vibrates through me, so I was like. Bugger it. I'm going to have a superhero themed branding. You know, I'm just, I'm going to play with this. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to take my energy and put it into it. So, you know, I've got kapow and, you know, and I was like, whoa. And it's still the infinity, but it's more casual and more brush and like, you know, superhero red and superhero blue. And then I make my t shirts and I. Well, that, yeah. that sounds like a really cathartic process for you guys. It was go amazing. Through. It was so much fun. I had fun and it, and now I can use that. I can talk about it. I did the exact same thing as you my first business was scrimshaw communications leave a lasting impression and it was this corporate corporate logo corporate website was just me consulting made it seem like I was much bigger than what I was and you know established in 2005 and and when I came that was in the UK I came back to Adelaide and was like no like I want to do like I want to do something fun that that represents me so digital noir comes from my love of film and and wine and you know our first thing was sort of quite comic booky as well just sort of more of my passions into the business and I think I had so much more fun you know marketing that and talking about it because it was coming from a you know place that a passion for me as opposed to trying to create something that, that was fake Mm, but it's e- it is easy to fall into that Very trap. Easy. But so rewarding when you just lean into it and go with it. So you, you, I think you've been doing podcasting four years now. Yeah, no, I've just ticked into my fourth year. What are you doing differently now, four years in, than than when you started? Some of the big differences is that it's easier for me to get guests. Um, it has its own uh, momentum now, where people know the podcast. And uh, you know, advice I say to people is, you know, ask to be on podcast, but do your research. Because I also get like obvious cut and pastes and I'm like, you don't know anything about it because you have not demonstrated that as opposed to 
someone who sends me an email and goes, I love your podcast. This is what I could offer your listeners. This is what I would talk about. You know, would you consider me as a guest? And I'm all like, yes. 100%. So so, so that right there is is the, the personification of my human science robots value, right? And that, that is actually one of our values at DN is, is that I don't, if, if you're sending me a cover letter that you've, you know, it says, dear sir, and it's copy and paste it, I, don't, I, won't, I won't look at it. Carbon copy doesn't work. No, exactly. Not at all. Yeah. So then different things. Um, we've got more formula around the process of how we edit and how we distribute, just time-saving sort of stuff. So, and we're a lot better. We're across more. We, we understand that podcast distribution is different than, say, Facebook or YouTube where you put, you know, whatever your content is up onto one channel. And then it's done. Whereas we now realize that, and because it's constantly evolving, there's new podcast directories all the time. Mm. And like probably for a couple of years, we didn't even really realize that the value of being across all of the podcast directories. Yep. How have you found, like, how's it changed your, like, has it changed the way that you have conversations with people? Yeah. And, and as that, with the interviewer hat on specifically? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I love talking, but communication is equally and potentially more importantly about listening. There's lots of things going on that's involved in active listening. So, yes, definitely that is a skill that I have improved and will continue to try and improve. It's the biggest thing I think that I've noticed and then it, you, I think when I started I thought I was better at it than what I was and, uh, and I listened back and it really is it is tricky because you, you do have a sort of a narrative in your mind already at the start. Yeah. Hey, man, come, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about that and then it might meander off and you need to keep it on track to an extent, but also follow those threads where it makes sense. So uh, yeah, um, but certainly, yeah, I, I definitely, I probably thought I was better at it than I <laughs> than I was, but I've I feel I've definitely gotten better. How do you warm people up? Because I, I think that um, so, sometimes, um, so I've got an, another podcast I do a competition barbecue, um, which is another aside. We've got a podcast with that, and a, a few of the people have just been like the most charismatic, like bigger than life people off air and then they get on the mic and it's just nothing and then the podcast has ended and then all of a sudden it's back on we've i've just kept recording and we've used that as the podcast because you had a 20 minute <laughs> conversation at the end i think you notice when people are in their head and and really sort of second guessing their their answers and thinking too much about what's happening as opposed to being in the moment um it can be tricky. So, well, and then talking about the barbecue. So, this is obviously something you're really passionate about as well. Like, so what's that like a you and but you're bringing in the podcast into it. That's great. Oh yeah, I managed to weave all these things into my life somehow. Um, yeah, so food's always been massive for me. So I, I love food since I was a kid and kind of got into cooking more probably ten years ago. Um, barbecue sort of always been passionate, and then we we did um, work for Weber, and through that found out more about this sort of whole competition stuff that goes on which I didn't know anything about. Um, and, yeah, kind of got hooked now. So we've been doing it four years. So we've got a team and we do sort of five or six competitions a year around the country and that's really fun. Yeah, why not? And, okay, so let's go back to communication and building communication, um, you know, that actually connects. So for you then, what do you think are some of the, re the really key things, like when you're working with clients, how do you think people can successfully build connection? Sure. So I, I really think it comes back to, and we've talked to um, Andre about this, you know, with Vinamopa, I think they did such a great job coming back to that, you know, who, who are you? 
as a, as a business or as a, as a company, whatever it is, and taking that conversational tone. So I think really if you can think, so we talk to um, clients about their, if your website was a person, who would it be? Um, and what would that, com- if they walked into a room, like what would the conversation they have be with, you know, the, the people that are standing in front of them? Mm. And in that digital, you know, and obviously with the change in your name, the humans are not robots, mm. you know, digital platforms are incredibly, you know, powerful, good way to connect. How do you manage the digital and the human to to still maintain that connection, to, to be like the person in the room? Being fairly platform agnostic, Facebook and Instagram are big in Australia right now. Um, you know, before that it was well, whatever, MySpace and the radio and television. It's just different ways of getting your message out there. I think the benefit of the the digital platforms we have now is they are sort of easier to, to reach your audience that you want. Um, that comes with some caveats around and privacy and there's whole issues around that too, I think, which is going to get increasingly concerning and probably make as consumers and as people living in a digital world, we're going to have to become a bit more savvy about that. But I think if we can put those blinkers on and say, we don't want to hear from these people, but I do want to hear from these types of people, then really you've got that platform. So then it's like, how do I make a direct connection with with you who might be interested in my stuff, but I don't want to scream at you, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's like, Hey, how are you? Like, you know, we can offer this value you're interested. And I think it's as simple as that really. Obviously there's, there's ways about going and doing that but starting like a, a real conversation. Marketing hasn't changed at all, right? Like, I mean, yeah, there was this thing, we, you've got to be on social or you've got to do Facebook. It's like, well, what does that mean? And may, maybe you don't. Maybe are, are, your, you know, the, are the people that you want to talk to on Facebook? Yeah. Or if they're on Facebook, are they there because at the time that they want to talk to you? Yeah, I had a uh, meeting with a client the other day, works for a business. He's coming as a new biz, biz dev guy. They're still cold calling. That's, that's their only way of, of marketing. And he sort of said, right, we need to put a digital strategy in place. And so I started having that conversation. They have nothing, no social, no, like their website's very minimal. Um, so I'm like, you know, this is kind of a long game for you from here. Like you've got to start building a, a reputation for yourself online. You need to start. And so it sounds like they do all these things on a personal level within the business. It's been around for 45 years. It's got a great long tradition. Um, coming straight into digital and, and screaming that isn't going to win in the trust of, of the types of clients they want to work with. So it's kind of a long game then, right? I think it comes into culture, but a really strong sense of identity. Who are we as a business? What do we stand for? Who are our people? How do we want to talk to them? How do, how, how do we want them to engage with us? Um, if you, you know, you, we're so fickle as consumers now too. You know, one sloppily written email or one thing at the wrong point in that sort of buying process can really put you off. And that, I think that's tricky for, for bigger brands that do cross over those, um, you know, like have quite a broad um, age range demographic then. And I think the, the beauty of the tools again, so the, the digital is, is fantastic in the sense that, you know, it was pretty much impossible to tailor a TV ad to a demographic, you know, people from 12 to 70 were watching Neighbours, right? There's no real way to sort of target that in. Whereas we can do that now and, and, and we can target, you know, tailor a message or talk in a tone that, that suits with the, who we're sort of ch- chatting to and resonates. So I think that's exciting. So I don't, I don't, the digital doesn't mean, need to come in as kind of a, like a nefarious tool. It's just, it's just a platform to get the message out there. Um, and at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff we're doing is written communications or, or you know, voice or video, which has been around for forever anyway. So it's just a slightly different way of um, serving the content. Yeah. And it, it is, it does come back to knowing what it is that you want to achieve as a business. But don't you think, like, you can you could do all of the, the content strategy prior to the, the prior to working out which platform you're going to, I mean, you're going to have an idea about that because it, it might dictate sort of the creative or whatever, but... 
it really comes down to the core of the message you're trying to get across and then you can work out how you how you distribute it 100 percent. podcast distribution stuff's quite interesting because it, it I, did you start it purely as sort of a content marketing piece for narrative or did you start it because you're just interested in it you know i'm not a huge social media fan i use it because it's an important tool and it's part of the marketing toolbox but um person i don't necessarily love it and it's not something that really inspires me whereas i was sort of thinking oh this podcasting that sounds good. So I, was, I needed to find something that was unique that I could bring to the conversation. That fits so well with your, you know, storytelling and you know, yeah. and, and, and everything that you sort of stand for. It makes more. I mean, storytelling is around a campfire, right? It's it's, yeah. it's, it's verbal. That's yeah. that's sort of the history of storytelling. I was actually a really early adopter with podcasts, and it was something that I talked about for for years. Of sort of, I like, I really like the the sort of long form, more sort of journalistic form of it, where you know people will find a story and and, and dive in and sort of put together a radio piece around it as opposed to you know just just the interview style um i can like four years we were saying we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it and we just we never did it i think the best thing you can do is just put down like an iphone and just do one right and i've talked to a number of businesses which i think is really cool that actually do internal podcasts which they don't release at all but they sit there record it and just you know it's a way of having you know i suppose a more focused engaged conversation amongst the team even if it's an internal, like say a dev team, just talking about new stuff that's going on and you know, maybe they can keep it for themselves. It doesn't need to become this big thing. You know, it's a bit more exciting than reading a staff newsletter. Yeah, and it's funny, like, I mean, as uh, we're not very big at all, but as we've grown, like I find that I don't get to spend the same amount of time with uh, all the team that I used to. Um, so I, I do a, a, a Friday email, but now I'm thinking, why, why don't I do it? A, a Friday you know, audio. Friday audio. <laughs> you know, I've never been to the podcast festival. So we've been podcasting since 2017. Oh, so- no. It's cool to see Adelaide's podcast scene. Yeah. I've know? seen a few. There's a few new ones popping up as well. Oh, there's on always yeah. heaps. Yeah. So if you are you going out and actually actively um, like mentoring people and, and showing them the ropes around how to do that? Um, so I run a, a full day podcast workshop, but really focusing on okay, what's your strategy? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do here before just diving into distribution, editing, and and that sort of side. I think it make, that makes, especially from a business perspective, like uh, I've had internal conversations because this has sort of been my baby with like, Sam, how much time is everybody spending on the podcast? We're spending a lot of time on the podcast. <laughs> how much is this podcast costing us? Um, I, I, I'm pretty passionate about it and, um, you know, have quantified it to a certain extent as well, which is good. Um, but I think putting the strategy in place first is, is very smart. Yeah, one definitely. I mean, it's probably easier for people like you and I to, you know, do a podcast because we are in the business of yeah, content it's, creation. It's meta, right? Yeah. And you can talk about the, the process. But some, you know, another business that's, you know, that marketing is not their business, it's going to be another step harder for them. So, and they might not have that, the robust processes around content distribution, yeah. et cetera. So and it would be expensive to, um, you know, pay an agency or even a freelancer to, you know, to do that process. So if you could empower someone in, in your internal marketing department to do that, then that would, that would be great. Yeah. And so that's where my training comes in because what, and I do the same training for video as well. I mean, and obviously we provide video, you know, professional video services and we provide podcasting services, but like 
the, I, I understand running a small business myself, there's only so far your budget can go and you can do some of this internally. So the more I can empower people to do stuff internally, then there's, it's not like I'm cutting, you know, people like my family are like, why would you do that? Don't you want them to pay you to do it? And I'm like, but it's not feasible for them to pay me to do it. But they still might then build, well, I might build a relationship with those people. So if they do want to pay for a professional video down the track, they'll go, oh, hey, we should talk to her. That, that's the way to do it though. And I think that, you know, let them start doing it themselves and building and building the confidence. And, and, and if it's a benefit to them at that point, then maybe, yeah, they will want to engage you. So yeah, give away as much as you can really. And I love, I love knowledge share because you always get something in return. Like it doesn't have to be a financial return. Like it's just incredible what you can learn and how that can change your life. It's so funny. This morning we had a um, did a workshop with a client. I kept saying knowledge sharing. I must have said it about ten times. Then Nick, our designer, was like, "Is that a, is that a is that a real thing? Knowledge sharing? I've never heard that before." I'm like, "Really? You've never heard knowledge sharing?" <laughs> I, I, I definitely feel like it's a thing. It's, it's definitely a thing. Nick's uh, Nick's crazy. If you're listening, Nick, um, but 100. percent And I think that the more we can give away, the more you can add value. And again, like at the end of the day, everyone's busy, right? But I think you, you get to a point where you can learn learn a lot go great this is of interest to me and then you know they'll look at you as a trustworthy person to come back to and i think in terms of content marketing that's that's the best way to do it right just give away as much as possible put some strategy around it sure but yeah yeah well and you mentioned there it's about building that trust and relationship and i think that's where it comes down to that's what a good business is built on yeah and I think somewhere like Adelaide, like at the end of the day, well, digital marketing is great, but it still comes back down to relationships. So um, often a digital marketing might just be sort of a top of mind to get a phone call and then you're going to do a lot of the selling, you know, offline anyway. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think I think people thinking that everything could just be fully automated and, you know, all digitized, um, especially in a market like Adelaide, isn't isn't really the case. Uh, well, Sam, thank you so much for joining me. No in conclusion, though, can you share with me your be the drop tip? So your be the drop tip is your top communication tip for how to communicate in a way to motivate and inspire. So I think really the best way that you can communicate to, to motivate and inspire is pretend you're having a conversation with like your best friend. Or, or, or my little sister that's probably a really good one like that's that's my most real self and I would be you know honest and you know, look someone in the eyes and, and give them some real advice and it might even be tough advice but if I'm thinking of talking to that kind of person that I really trust then um, I think the message gets across in a way that I'd like it to fantastic thank you so much Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.